Today, Erev Shabbos Parshas Chukas is brought down in the Shulchan Aruch in Sulem Tavkov Tzadi as a fast day. The Mephoshim bring there the reason why the Kehillus of Europe considered Erev Shabbos Parshas Chukas to be a fast day. That is, we have the evidence of the Shibale Aleket, Rabbi Avram, Rabbi Tzadik, one of the leaders, the Gedolim of that generation of Jews in France, who was a witness to the events in the year 1242 of the burning of the Talmud, which took place in Paris. The background to the story is that a certain Jew who became an apostate who converted to Christianity wanted to prove his loyalty to the Christians and denounced the Talmud as being discriminatory against non-Jews. What happened was the church, so to speak, gave the Talmud to the review of the Dominican monks who obviously were not no fans of the Jewish people and gleefully considered the Talmud to be heretical and therefore by orders of the Pope at the time they decided to confiscate any copies of the Talmud that they could find throughout France and they managed to fill 24 wagon loads of Sfarim 24 wagon loads of Sfarim which were all handwritten because this was still 100 plus years before the invention of the printing press if one just takes a moment to think about that, how many Sfarim can one fit on a wagon? I assume the wagons spoken about were the standard sized wagons that they had in medieval times. And if that would be the case, all the Sfarim in our base Medrash would not even fill half a wagon. So we're talking about a tremendous, tremendous loss of Sifra Kodesh. And eventually on Erev, Shabbos Fashas Chukas. These 24 wagons were put in the central square of Paris and they were burnt. And it was a crashing blow to the Jews of France. Until then, in the previous 300 years, France had become the center for Torah learning. It gave us the Bari Atosus in their academies. The Yeshiva of Rabbein the Yeshiva of the Ri, the Yeshiva of the smack and the smack. And in that, though, the Yeshiva of Rabbi of Paris, who was the leading Baratosis of that generation, the fourth generation of the Baratosis. And that was pretty much the death blow to the academies of the Baratosis. There was no more Swarim to learn after that. Rabbi himself left France and went to Israel. And the glorious chapter of the Baratosis came to an end in France. So this Gzairah, this decree that condemned the Talmud to be burnt was in the biggest sense a Gzairah against the Torah world of France. Of Ashkenaz. And the Shibbole Alekit writes that the Chachomim of the time asked the Shailas Chaloim. Shailas Chaloim is for people on the statue to do it. Some form of Ruch HaKodesh. They can ask in the dream for Hashem to explain why something came about. And they'll get an answer written on a piece of paper which is left 
under the pillow of the person asking the question. So the Rabbi, my friends, at the time, Mishra tells us, they asked the Shailas Chaloim. Why did this tragedy befall them? And they got a three-word answer. And those three words are the Targum of Onkelos to the first three words in the parasha. The Targum is Da Gzeiras Eraisa. This is the Gzeira of the Torah. Because of that, even though normally we commemorate events based on the date that they happened, the 17th of Tammuz, the 9th of Av, the 10th of Teves, here the date which was chosen to commemorate the tragedy of the burning of the Talmud was the day of the week. Erev Shabbos of Chukas as opposed to the date of the month. Why? Because the Sivan of the that they got was the reading of the parish of Chukas, Zeris, 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 Chukas, Dog, Zeris, The story is well known. But I always had a question. And that is, what's the connection between burning of the Talmud and the beginning of the parasha. Yes, it historically happened that week. But there must have been more to it than the fact that they just they were told in Hashemayim, this is a gzera. There must be a connection to the parasha of the Paradumma where it's coming from that connects the tragedy of the burning of the Talmud to what the Torah says, Zeshchukas Torah. And the second question, if you look at the grammar accurately of the Targum, Do Gzera Saraisa means this is a Gzera of the Torah. Not this is a Gzera against the Torah. If that's the case, what was the, the lesson that were given, the message that was shown in Hashemayim? Why would burning the Talmud be a Gzera of the Torah? If anything, it should be a Gzera against the Torah. And if you're already asking questions, I want to ask one more. There's a Gemara in Chagiga, on the Hamud base. And the Gemara says, there are three people. Three categories of people that Hashem cries about them every day. Now, for Hashem to cry about somebody means there's something tremendously tragic about what they're doing. And not only that, it's something which Hashem has to cry about every day. So who are the three categories of people that Hashem has to cry, cries about on a daily basis? The first one the Gemara says, A person who is able to learn Torah and doesn't use the opportunity to do that. He could learn but he doesn't learn. And that's a tremendous tragedy. That's something for Hashem to cry about every day. That we can understand. But then there's a second category. And the second category is me, a person who isn't able to learn Torah, and he does. And that's also a tragedy. And this is harder to understand. If a person is un- not able to learn Torah, but he still does, he still puts in the time and the effort to learn, why is that tragic? If anything, he should be commended. 
If Hashem should be crying, it should be tears of joy. The Mephoshim asked the question. The Mephoshim asked, what's the tsar of a person who is Eina Yochel Lil Moed Belomet? And the third category, which isn't going to our discussion right now, and that is a Paranas, a leader, who exerts his authority over the Tzibur for his own benefit. So we're left with the question. What's the, why is there a reason to cry? Why is there a reason to cry about a person who is Eina Yochel Lil Moed the person isn't able to learn any learns. Why is that something sad? So I'd like to answer these questions by sharing an idea which maybe people haven't thought about. And that is, we, let's talk about our relationship with the Torah. And whenever we think about that, we think about our relationship in the Torah in terms of us. Are we willing to accept the Torah? Or are we not willing to accept the Torah? We look at it from our point of view. Are we, do we want the Torah or do we not want the Torah? But if it's a relationship, it's a connection, it's a marriage between Klai Yisrael and the Torah, then let's imagine there's a second side to this relationship also. And that is, does the Torah want us? Yes, there's one side to the story. Do we want the Torah? But there's a second side too. Does the Torah want us? Does the Torah want us? Why? Because there could be circumstances where the Torah wants Klai Yisrael to learn it. And there could be circumstances when the Torah does not want Klai Yisrael to learn it. It doesn't want to be given to Klai Yisrael. For example, there's a pasuk in Tehillim, and the pasuk says, "Ulerasha Amar Elakim, Malachal Sapir Chukai." To the Rasha, Hashem says, "Why should you spend your time teaching my Chukim?" Hashem doesn't want that Torah. There's a Torah which wants to be given, and there's a Torah which Chas V'Shalom doesn't want to be given, and doesn't want Klal Yisrael to have it. Just as we find an example of a Torah which wants to be given, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, on the Pasuk, Nefesh Amel Ameilah Loi, which literally means, for the Nefesh, for the soul who works, who Amel, who puts in toil, Ameilah Loi, literally means in the feminine Ameilah, she works for him. What does that mean? If a person works, she works for him. So the Gemara explains the Pasuk like this. The Gemara says, for the person who's sitting and being Omel Torah, for the person who's sitting and toiling in Torah, so he's on his point of view, is working to know Torah, to learn Torah, to understand Torah. And just like he's working to learn Torah, the Torah is working for him. How's the Torah working for him? Explains Rashi. Shemachazeres Eitzel Koino. The Torah goes to Hashem. And asks Hashem. The Torah asks Hashem to reveal it to the person who is learning it. What an unbelievable idea. It's not just the Torah of the person who is trying to understand the Torah. The Torah also works to his benefit. The Torah wants him to understand it. And therefore the Torah will beseech Hashem. 
that this person should be able to understand. The Torah wants to be given to him. And therefore, if we understand on the one side, there's a concept of a Torah who wants to be given. From its point of view, it wants to connect to the person. And we understand Chas is a negative also. There'll be cases where the Torah does not want to be given. Let's give an example of that from the Torah itself. Moshe is coming down from Hasinai. Moshe is holding the Luchas Abris. The Torah which was given to the Jewish people. It's all written on the first set of Luchas. And Moshe steps into the Jewish camp. The camp which doesn't represent the Jewish camp. He sees the Eger Azov and people singing and dancing and serving it. And Moshe looks up. And Moshe sees the holy letters of the Luchas going back to Shemaim. It wasn't Moshe who made them go back. But Moshe senses that the letters of the Luchas refuse to be given to Klai Yisrael who worship a Canagel. The letters left. And therefore Moshe takes the tablets left to left in his hand and smashes them. But here we see graphically this description. The Torah would not be given to Klai Yisrael who is serving Avodah Zarah. The letters will return to Shemaim. Such a Torah doesn't want to be given to the Jewish people. And we lost that. We lost the Luchas Roshanim. We never got them back yet. What would have been had we had that first Luchas, the people would understand everything, the people would remember everything, the Torah would be that clear, we never got back. Because that Torah left us. If Kaishal didn't deserve it, the Torah didn't want to be given to them. And if you understand this point, let's look at something else. The Gemara in Yoma talks about the generation of the second base of Migdash. And the Gemara says, why was the second base of Migdash destroyed? And the Gemara says, they were oiskim by Torah mitzvahs. They were doing mitzvahs. They were learning Torah. But, they were sinners chinam. And the question is famous. Sinners chinam might be nevera. Sinners chinam might deserve a punishment. But why didn't the Torah of the people protect them? We know that Torah is a shmir, we know that Torah is a protection. The Gemara says Torah magne or matzle, Torah protects a person. So yes, they were doing something wrong. Yes, they had an aver of sinners chinam. But behold us, they had Torah. And if they had Torah, the Torah should have protected them. And really, if you're asking the question, we can ask the question on the students of Rabbi Akiva as well. Yes, they were doing something wrong. They weren't respecting each other as they showed. But they had Torah, they were learning. Why didn't the Torah protect them? Why didn't the Torah protect them? And the answer is, the Torah didn't protect them because for whatever reason, with those Averis, the Torah did not want to be given to them. The Torah left them. Yes, they wanted to learn Torah. But in those circumstances, the Torah didn't want to be given to them. And therefore, the Torah wasn't there to intercede on their behalf. And prevent the punishments. And now if we understand this insight. Let's look back at the story of the burning of the Talmud of France. Like we said, the tremendous tragedy which befell the Jewish communities of France. We saw an eyewitness account of Rabbi Abraham ben Tzadok 
There's another eyewitness account we have of the same incident, but in another one of the Rishonim. His name was Ravhidal of Verona. Verona is in Italy. But at the time of the debate and the subsequent burning of the Talmud, Ravhidal was in France. And listen to what he writes. He said, Many asked to understand why this terrible Gezerah befell us. He says, I'll tell you the reason. He says, that was the time, the generation after the Rambam. When the Rambam's works, specifically the Mori Nebuchim and parts of the Yadachazaka, had been disseminated in France, and many French, Kamilichachamim, Rabbanim, vehemently opposed a number of the opinions of the Rambam. That's still okay. Kamilichachamim are allowed to have different viewpoints in the Torah. But what happened was, there were those who held that what the Rambam wrote was heretical. That the Rambam wrote was Kfira. There were those who argued. And eventually what happened was those in the anti-Rambam camp submitted the Rambam's writing to the Christian theological scholars to decide if it was heretical or not. And the Christians obviously came to the foreground conclusion they would come to that the Rambam wrote was heretical. And therefore, they publicly burnt the works of the Rambam. But listen to this, Rabbi Say. Hill of Verona writes, They publicly burnt the works of the Rambam in the main square of Paris, exactly 40 days before they burnt the Talmud. Says Hill of Verona, he says, The ashes of the burnt Rambams were still there when they brought the cartloads of the Talmud to burn them as well. And he finishes, this is Min HaShemayim HaKadosh Baruch Hu acted to avenge the cover of the Rambam. That's fascinating. But I want to add one more point. If we saw that the Loinago covered Zebzeh in the time of Rabbi Akiva's Talmudim was the reason why they weren't spared because of the Torah that they learned. And if we saw that the generation of the Khurban weren't protected by the Torah because of sin as chinam, then we can understand this was a repeat of the same thing. If there was that ability that Chum had in France to burn the works of the Rambam, then the Torah doesn't want to be given to them. And the Torah is not going to be there to protect them. And this was shown graphically that the Torah was taken away. The words returned to Shemaim. The Torah does not want to be given in such circumstances. And I think that's what it means. The message that they got in the Shemaim. Da gzeiras oraisa. This is a decree of the Torah. Not a decree against the Torah. It's a decree of the Torah. The Torah doesn't want to be here. The Torah wants to go. That's why it's going to be burnt. That's why you're going to lose those forests. You're going to lose that Torah. And with this understanding, I want to go back to the Gemara in Chagiga. We saw the Gemara says in Chagiga, someone Hashem cries about every day, someone who could learn Torah and doesn't. A tragic waste of life. But there's a second person also. Someone she'ena yachol. He can't learn Torah and he does. It doesn't mean somebody who isn't strong enough intellectually. The person I think is e'ena yachol ilmoy Torah, 
is the person who is the reason the Torah doesn't want him to learn it. And if a person like that learns Torah, it's a tragedy. The Torah doesn't want to be learned in such a case. If we have today Kabbalah centers for non-Jews, if we have Christian theological seminaries who are trying to teach Talmud, these are cases where the Torah is not, does not want to be learned. Ain't the Yochel Lilmud. These are people who should not be learning Torah. And if they are, that's something Hashim cries about. The Torah does not want to be given in such a case. But I want to finish with one last beautiful observation. We understand the message of Hashemayim. That this was the Xerah of the Torah. But what's it going to do with Parashas Chukas? What does this have to do with the Parah Aduma? Why would the Torah define the Parah Aduma with these words? I want to finish with one beautiful observation. We know that the Parah Aduma came as a ticket for Chet Without the Chet Jews wouldn't have died. There would be no need to retire people from Misa. It was only because of the Chet that death returned to the Jewish people. And then we need a paradoma to retire us. And if that's the case, the paradoma is coming as a response, as a result of Chet In the words of Chazal, Let the mother cow, so to speak, the mother come and clean the dirt left from the calf. Which means the Chet And now we see an amazing thing. The entire Torah was given to us. And if it's a Torah which was given to us, it's a Torah which was given to us to understand. We went to understand, we went to learn, we went to extrapolate, we went to apply it. And yet we have one mitzvah. A mitzvah which was given to us without the Torah. It's written as a mitzvah but we don't understand it. It's a mitzvah which is given without an explanation. That's the paradoma. Why? Why specifically paradoma? Because this is the response to Chetza Egel. And just like by Chetza Egel, we saw that the Torah left. The words flew back to Shemayim. So the reminder of Chet Egel, the Parah Duma, is given, but the Torah wasn't given. The Torah wasn't given. The explanation, the understanding, it wasn't given to us. That remains sealed. It's Ke'ilu echo of that same message. That there's a concept of Torah that does not want to be given. We don't deserve to get. And therefore what comes as a result of Chet Egel, the mitzvah which comes to Mechapra Chet Egel, but it reminds us, we lost Luchos Rishonis. That Torah did not want to be given to us. And therefore we lost the time of Paraduma. It was a part of the Torah which wasn't given. It remained sealed. The same you said. That's the Gzera Saraisa. There's a concept of a Torah which doesn't want to be given and it's a Torah we don't have. So yes, on the one hand we can see the severity. The severity of those Averis which cause that the Torah wants to leave us. And then either the the Torah doesn't protect us, so very graphically the Torah is taken away. But if we understand this concept, and we can understand the enormity of what it does, we understand the reverse as well. That when the Torah does want to be given to a person, it's going to work with the same power, with the same tremendous koyach. And like we saw in the Gemara, when a person's Amel, and the Torah wants to be given to him, and therefore the Torah is going to intercede on his behalf. That's going to be a source of tremendous Yatadishmai. Just like when the Torah wants to be taken away. It goes. When the Torah wants to be given, it will come. For a person who is to that, 
that is Zaychah to be someone who the Torah wants to be given to, then you have tremendous Yad Dishmaya. Because the Torah is going to want to come. The Gemara says this. About a Sanya of a Torah, a place where the Torah feels comfortable, so to speak. Then the Torah, the Torah is going to come back. The Torah wants to be there. And then the person who learns it will be Zaychah to be Makabal, a tremendous Sakayach in learning Torah.